You want to achieve great things? You want to reach the next level? Well, so does every other entrepreneur. You know what that means? You have to take every competitive advantage possible. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show where we're going to show you how to create this competitive advantage by being more productive and sharing the secrets of the world's top performers. I'm your host, Kenny Aronson, and I think it's time to get down to business. Your mindset. That's the first key to overcoming limitations and achieving your desires and goals. Another very important part of this is overcoming your fears and actually setting the goals. Today, I have a very, very special guest, Terrence Young. Terrence Young is an author, a medical doctor, and he's an expert in mindset, overcoming limitations, fears, and setting powerful goals. I'm very, very excited to bring you our interview today so we can bring you maximum value in terms of your mindset and how to achieve more in life. So without any further ado, I would like to welcome my new friend, Terrence Young, to the show. Hey, Terrence, how you doing today, my friend? I am wonderful, Kenny. Thank you for having me on the show today. Yeah, it's no problem. And I, I do appreciate you joining us today. I can't wait to, to speak with you and learn a ton of great information from you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to presenting it to you and to your audience. Wonderful. So I know that you have a, a book launch coming up. So why don't we start by just telling us a little bit about what's going on with that and what led you to write your book? Yes, the, I'm excited about the book because it's going to be launching on December 4th. And it is called Foundation Focus Freedom, the three-step process for transforming your mindset, overcoming your fears, and harnessing unimaginable success. And the reason why I wrote it is because back in 2011, when I was in a private practice, after only about six months, I was just abruptly terminated from my position because I didn't meet their financial cut. And I thought to myself at that time, even as a physician, I don't have job security. So what do I need to do in order to transition to being able to control my own destiny? So I started to develop myself into an entrepreneur, enhancing myself through personal development and self-help courses and workshops. And that's what brought me to today using the techniques that I've learned and utilized over the years and then presenting that in this book today. Okay, wonderful. It sounds like you're, you're definitely doing something great in the world. And I, I usually start off my shows, you know, just with a, a little bit of basic information about yourself. So why don't you go just talk a little bit about yourself and what some of your goals are for, for this world and what you're doing today? Well, what I'm doing today is I'm still practicing medicine full-time. I'm in my transition period between full-time medicine and full-time entrepreneurship. And I've been an OBGYN physician for the last 22 years. So as I make this transition, I'm thinking about instead of helping people on a physical standpoint as an obstetrician gynecologist, I'm using my techniques that I've learned to help them mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially being able to, to grow. The biggest thing that I excel at right now is just overcoming fear. I've noticed over the year that in the things that I do personally, my big niche is just learning the, the techniques to overcome fear and obstacles and always having that drive for success. So in addition to the book, I'm working on building 
clientele for coaching. I'm working on putting out a lot more content for people uh, through my own podcast, through online workshops. So the book is just the start to really help get my name out there because I have a lot of exciting projects that I want to do going forward. Okay, awesome. And what are some of these exciting projects that you're that you're excited about, if you don't mind sharing? Well, the next step is after the book, I want to enhance the biggest thing that I feel like I excel at, and that is overcoming fear and obstacles. So the next big thing in the upcoming months is starting a five-day online workshop where I'll talk to people anywhere from 90 minutes to two hours for a five-day session from start to finish and really enhance the, the steps that I use to overcome fear and obstacles and helping people achieve their goals and outcomes. Okay, that sounds awesome. And and if you would you be able to? Well, I, I guess we can wait for that because the way I structured the show is we're first gonna talk about mindset and then fears and goals. So why don't we we just start by diving into a little bit of the, a little bit of the nitty gritty of mindset. So how could we start optimizing our mindsets for a better success and achievement of our goals? Well, there there are two main things that I have everybody start with, and just a little bit of the backstory. The book is structured towards my discipline as far as delivering babies. So I structure the book in a creative way where I equate your mental and physical development towards uh, just childbirth, where you have your preconception care, you go through your development, and then you have your birth, which I call the rebirth in the book. So starting with mindset, I think of that like your prenatal care. And I have two big things that I talk about. I talk about limiting fears and I, excuse me, I talk about um, limiting beliefs. And then I talk about developing a powerful why. Why is the reason why you choose to change your life or overcome your obstacles or go in the direction that you feel is going to best serve you? Okay, great. I I really love that. I I like the idea that, you know, you, you relate you know, your mindset or, or the changing of that mindset to rebirth and, and prenatal care. And I just want to ask you a simple question. Why do you think mindset is so important? Because the way that you talk to yourself is the way that you're going to physically do anything. If you have a, a mindset where you have your internal thoughts, I can't achieve it. I'm not able to do it. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time you are going to in time just manifest those things physically that you believe mentally. But when you have that optimal mindset of success that you are able to achieve anything and everything you desire, it's going to help you become more focused externally. You're going to start to see the things that are manifesting in your life that are going to help guide you along your journey towards getting what you desire. Okay, great. And what are some of the the key characteristics of a a success mindset? The key characteristics are, one, just the specific language that you use. So it can be little tweaks as far as your language. So, for example, if you have a limiting belief that I don't have enough time to achieve my goals, just changing a few words in the sentences like, at some times, I may not be able to go for the things that I desire, but there are other times in my life or my day where I can achieve success. So just the mental 
aspect of as far as like the communication that you have with yourself. And then the other big thing is just developing your why. Talking to yourself, why do you want to do what you do? And I describe it in my book as a seven level deep why. For example, what I talk about is you can have a why that may be superficial. I want to be rich and successful. And that's nice, but that's not really specific enough to help drive you. So I have you continually, I have the reader continue to ask themselves why, why, why for six more questions so that they get to the deep core of why they want to do what they do. Because for example, my why was I wanted to write a book. But when I dwelled deeper into it and used my seven step process, I developed that to, I want to be the man that can help influence and train others to achieve what they desire so that I can make the world a better place for myself, my family, and my community. So when I say it in that way, when I have a powerful why, it just resonates so much more with me so that when I get to those fears and those obstacles, it gives me that driving force to be able to overcome them. Okay, awesome. And, you know, one of the the central ideas for my business and the Da Vinci Mindset podcast is that, you know, I really want to help bring prosperity to individuals, families, and businesses everywhere. So I really love that methodology of why. And then for anyone out there who, who might be having trouble with your mindset or, or just your life, that's a powerful thing to just start thinking about. And I'm curious, do you have any specific success stories of how you've helped people to get over limiting mindsets or make a, a very powerful change in their life? Well, one of the, the biggest things was I remember with working with a one of my students years ago. She just had a limiting belief that she could not recommunicate with her family as far as being estranged from her son. And then she had a limiting belief that she wasn't worthy of success because at that time she was going through a divorce. And I had a group of students where they each had four different projects that they needed to achieve. And she was the, the toughest student to deal with because she resisted me and fought me the entire way as far as her mindset. But once I helped her realize that she was a very powerful person, she not only achieved the things that she desired, she just excelled at them. For example, she was able to raise like a thousand dollars of funds within an eight week period of time where she just had no clue in the beginning how to do it. She was able to reestablish communication with her son after being estranged for, for several years. So those are just some of the things that she was able to do um, with the things that I was able to teach her at that time. Okay. I really love that. That's amazing. I think one of the, the central themes that I've seen with mindset is the the fact that, you know, every single person is capable of far more than they could ever imagine. And, you know, where, where someone like you or, or me comes into play is we can hopefully help them to get over these limiting beliefs so that they can reach, you know, great achievements in life and, and really make a huge impact on the world. And, and, I, and I love that you're doing that and really helping people. So I definitely respect that. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. So I want to I want to keep going on about mindset. So. I'm curious, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you have seen with mindset and how people view themselves? 
The biggest mistakes are like twofold with with mindset. People either have the mindset that they are not smart enough or knowledgeable enough, or they don't have the courage to be able to start the process of achieving what they desire, or people will either start the process and they either let fears or obstacles totally derail them and they quit moving forward overall. So they, those are the two biggest things, people not wanting to start or people just failing during the, the process. Okay, and let's say that we have a, a listener right now who, who might fall into this category. What advice would you give to these listeners? The advice that I give to listeners is a lot of the times people think that you need to have an overwhelming sense of courage to be able to get past your fears or obstacles. That's actually kind of backwards because your courage will develop in time. The biggest thing that you need to do is to take action. So when I talk about that in the book, I talk about having that mindset of just taking action first. And it doesn't have to be massive action, but it can just be one small step. And as you continue to take action, you develop small victories and success, which in time is going to build your confidence in your mindset. So as you start taking more action, you start to develop the confidence on the back end. And in time, your confidence is going to be your overwhelming driver for overcoming your fears and obstacles. But the key is just taking action first. Okay, very good, very good. I, I certainly agree with you. And I'm curious, have you always had a, a positive mindset of helping others and, and growing and learning? I actually have. It's, it's kind of funny because I was talking with, with my family the other day about this. And as far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a physician. And I remember early on that I would walk around the house and I would stick my family members with pens or pencils, like thinking that I was giving them a medicine to, help them <laughs> to feel better. It's just the craziest thing. But I've always had that mindset of wanting to be able to, to help other people. Okay, that's wonderful. And then I, I totally respect that. I think that's one of the the key defining characteristics of, you know, successful people and people who are really satisfied with their life. But let's say that you know, we, we have some people out there who they, they might be set, not be satisfied with their life. Maybe they've been in the, the same job for, for 40 years and then now, now they just realize that they want to get out of this. So obviously mindset is important and it's one of the first steps to, to reaching a real change and fulfillment in life. So what advice might you give to these people? The advice that I would give to them is to, first of all, develop your, your powerful why. And in addition to developing your, your powerful why, the other thing that you need to decide are what are your core values? What are the attributes that you have right now that are your strengths? For example, are you someone that has a, a value of courage or value of success or value of happiness? And just determining what are like four or five core values that you have. Because once you develop your core values, then you can start the process of tying in the things that you want to that will help enhance those core values. 
and gets you unstuck and moving forward in the process. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. And do you have any habits or routines that you use to kind of optimize your mindset every day? I do, actually. Um, it, it's funny that you mention that because it's not just one book that I wrote. It's actually four books. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry about that. No, no, no. No, worry, no worries because I never mentioned that to you. So the two of the books are mini books. And then the fourth book is like a 90-day journal slash planner. That's like a complement to the main book. But the reason why I bring that up is because one of the mini books that I talk about is my morning and evening rituals. So to, to answer your question, yes, I have like a specific regimen that I do every morning and that I do every evening in order to um, just optimize my day. Okay, wonderful. Would you be able to share any details? Of yeah, absolutely. Routines? Absolutely. So I, just to kind of give a teaser, as far as my, my morning ritual, I have reduced it to uh, the mnemonic aware and go. And basically those are just little steps that I do use like um, the aware or like the little things that I do as far as W representing water or E representing exercise or A being the action steps that I, I take and so on. So for example, when I wake up in the morning, I'm always saying positive affirmations to myself, which are a reflection of my core values. I am a determined and disciplined and unstoppable man. I make sure that I hydrate first thing in the morning because 75% of your brain is just water and you've been asleep for seven, eight hours and you haven't hydrated. So hydrating first thing in the morning with anywhere from 16 to 20 ounces of water is really going to help optimize your day as far as keeping you more focused. Then I get into exercise because I'm just big as far as physical exercise and activity. I write down my goals that I want to achieve for the day. And then I finish my day up with looking at family and friends. And like, it's like a a board that I have of all the things that I want to manifest in my life. Then I finalize everything with like a positive statement or like a positive motivational video that I watch. And a lot of the times I watch Darren Hardy's podcast. Basically you can get that online. Uh, Darren's daily uh, habits. So there are a lot of little things that I do. Okay, Terrence, I definitely got to say I, I, I love that morning routine and I think it's very powerful. And then I, I want to talk a little bit more about the, the goals that you set. Do you have any specifics for what type of goals that you set every day? Well, I, I break my goals down into three main categories and I describe this in the book. First of all, I have my personal goals, which can evolve around fitness, health, or just some of the things that I personally want to achieve. Then I have social goals, which involves just my, my family members. How do I want to enhance my, my relationship with my wife? How do I want to enhance my relationship with the people that I work with? How do I want to enhance the relationship with people that I, I coach and, and my clients? And then the third component is just the financial as far as my goals. 
what do I want to achieve as far as creating products that are not going to just help me financially, but really help people to get them unstuck in their lives? Because I am big about giving value maximally first, because once you give maximum value, you're going to receive the rewards on the back end. I really love that. And I have the, the same exact philosophy about, you know, my business and everything I put out there is, you know, I want to provide as much value as possible. And that's why I have this podcast. That's why I have you on the show today, Terrence, because I think that we can provide, you know, enormous value to anyone who's listening to this show right now. So for, for anyone out there who might be looking to get into business or entrepreneurship, you know, you always got to make sure that you focus on the value that you provide. Because, you know, that is how you make happy people. That's how you make a real difference in the world. And that's how you get the, the value in return that allows you to live the life that you want to live and provide for your family or, or your friends or your community. So one of the things that you talk about in your book and your material, Terrence, is the, the fears that hold many people back. So I'm curious, what are some of these fears that hold people back from achieving their goals or dreams? There are three main fears that hold most people back. Well, there th I categorized them into like three fears, but there are many others. But the three biggest ones that I've seen are one, a time fear, fearing that you don't have enough time to be able to achieve what you desire. The second big fear is a financial fear, fearing that you don't have the money to be able to achieve what you desire or the opposite feeling that you are going to lose what you have because you are just so mentally tied into your money that you hold on to it so tightly that you are just afraid of, of losing it. And if you're afraid of losing it, you're not going to even try to achieve what you desire in the first place. And then the third thing is just not having a, understand, having a fear of not understanding, feeling that you're not smart enough to achieve what you desire or you just don't have the mental resources to achieve what you desire. Okay, so I think those are some great categories. And, and I'm curious, I want to talk a little bit about more of the financial fear. Do you think that money is something worth having fear over? No, no, absolutely. Money is not something that I think is worth having a, a fear over because the, the, a lot of people have the belief that you need a ton of money to be able to do the things that you desire. And that's not really true. In time, you may need more financial resources. But if you, are, if you have a fear of money, which I don't believe that you should, you're not going to even start the process of achieving what you desire. And it can be just small steps that you take. You can put your toe in the water you know, spend a little bit of your resources. You don't have to go over overboard. But the key, like I said in earlier on, is just taking that that action. Okay, yeah. And so what are some specific examples of actions that people could take to get over these fears? What specific fear? Like time or money? Um, you know, let's just take the, the time fear, for instance. Okay. One of the things that people can do to get past the time fear is just evaluate where they are as far as how much time that they have in their day. And that's actually the second mini book that I wrote, Effective Time Management. So what I have people do is I have them go through a 72-hour process 
where they evaluate and write down everything that they do in their in their day because one of the things you're going to realize is that you have a lot more time than you realize like for example the the average american watches over five hours of tv per week excuse me five hours per day or there's a lot of tv yeah that's that's 35 hours a week that's like a day and a half of tv time that you are utilizing throughout your week can you imagine what you are able to do with a day and a half towards your own personal goals i can't even imagine that it's just insane so that that's the biggest thing as far as time like not just mentally thinking about it but i have people go through the process of just writing down what you do and then seeing are you wasting time with tv are you wasting time on the internet as far as like social media browsing that's not serving you and i call them time vampires in my book they're like the the little things that are just sucking the life out of you uh, as, as far as like not being able to optimize your day. So that, that's the biggest thing, just writing down where you are in your day as far as the activities that you do, because you're going to realize that you have a lot more time than you realize. Okay, wonderful. I, I really like that. I think that one of the, the most beneficial habits that I, I've really started practicing over the last year is just keeping, you know, multiple notebooks, you know, for my ideas and just for examining what I do throughout the day and and how I do it better. So do you have any notebooks or anything such as that that you keep? I do the exact same thing. What what I do is because the the main thing for my notebook that really helps me be more effective with my time is that as I'm going through my day and you probably have the same thing, you just come up with these creative ideas like, hey, I can do this or I can do that. Like, let's start this but i write them down because it's kind of like my my way of stopping myself from getting off the main task or goal that i have to that day and getting diverted towards the, that random thought so i write it down in my notebook so that when i go through my my evening ritual and i evaluate my day then i can pull my little notepad out and see like hey i thought about this or i thought about that is this something that I can incorporate into the goals that I have, or is this something that I need to put on hold into a later time? Okay, wonderful. I, I, I definitely really love that. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but you know, sometimes I'll be just trying to sleep at night and then boom, ra- this idea just randomly pops into your head and you're like, oh, I got to write this down. I got, then, I gotta, then you got to get your notebook down and write it down. Does, does anything like that ever happen to you when you're trying to sleep in specific? It does because I, I have a notebook by my bedside, not purely for, for that standpoint, but uh, just from the standpoint of being able to like record my dreams so that when I wake up in the middle of the night, I, if I have a random thought, I can write it down or I try to write my dreams down in as much detail as possible because I believe your dreams are just a manifestation of your subconscious and they're going to give you clues and guidance on what works for you, what's not working for you, what areas of your life do you need to excel at. Okay, wonderful. And, and I'm curious, do you have any, like how has the experience of keeping a dream journal been for you? Because that's something that I've read about, but, but I haven't tried doing that. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience of keeping track of your dreams and writing about them? I've only been doing that for about the last two months because I, I read a... A, a passage out of a book um, 
reality transurfing, and they talked about lucid dreaming. And I thought that is just a fascinating thing that I wanted to to get into. And it's it's been a little bit of a challenge. I haven't been able to get to the point where I'm actually lucid dreaming. And for your listeners that may not understand what that is, it's basically becoming conscious within your dreams so that you are able to do things within your dream that you can't do in reality. And a lot of the big things that people do are they learn how to fly or do amazing things. But I want to be able to utilize it for things like masterminding with like great minds so that I can talk about the challenges that I'm going through and what are some of the things that I can use to overcome them. So it's, it's a work in progress. I, I try to do my best each morning when I wake up and using a phone app where I can record what did I dream about, who are the characters within the dream, what are some of the, the little subtle signs that can help me in a future dream to realize, hey, I'm dreaming at this point so that I can go from just a, a normal dream to one that's lucid where I'm actually interacting within my dream. Okay, I, I really like that. And, and you know, I've done a little bit of research on the topic of lucid dreaming. And what I think is so interesting is if we can learn to, you know, use that, quote, time within the dream for, you know, like you said, something useful where you're masterminding with the great mind. So I think just thinking of the potential ideas or insights that you could see into your life is very exciting. And one of the things I heard that really works is creating a, a new habit of checking if you're in reality. Have you tried something like that? Like some kind of check where maybe you snap your fingers? Yeah, actually, I, I have a reality checking app on my phone. So I basically set it to go off every two hours. And when I hear the little ding on my phone, I do like a, a three-step process for my reality check. One, I try to stick my finger through my, my palm. Obviously, in normal circumstances, that's not going to happen. But if your finger goes through, like, okay, we're probably in the middle of a dream right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, of course. The, the second thing that I do is I just take a, a deep breath and I hold it. Because in a lucid dream, because the rules of reality don't exist, you can hold your breath for a limited amount of time. But if I feel like I'm gasping for air, obviously that's not going to, to be able to work. And the third thing is just looking at my watch or looking at words because one of the things that you can't effectively do during your lucid dreaming is be able to look at time or be able to read a word because the image of the clock gets distorted and the images of the words get distorted. So I look at my watch and then I look away. Then I look back and then look away and then do it a third time. And if it looks potentially distorted at all or I can't read the, the digital numbers on the watch or the written words on the watch, then I can give me a clue that I'm probably lucid dreaming. Okay, I really think that all this is super interesting. And, you know, going, going forward, I'm definitely going to start experimenting with it. You know, I think you, you kind of rekindled my interest. But one thought that comes to my mind is for, for, my, for my business and everything that I do is I, I focus a lot on creating new learning and thinking habits. So one idea that comes to my mind for doing all this is just, you know, closing your eyes and kind of visualizing yourself in a dream state. And then just doing these reality checks and, and seeing them, you know, kind of 
passing and telling you that you're in the dream state. And I think that'd be something interesting to try. And, you know, I think I'll try that and, and see how it works. And, you know, if you want to try it as well and see how it works, you can let me know. But I think that's just, it's a, so it's a super interesting topic and, I, and I'm glad that you brought that up. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It is it's absolutely fascinating. Like my, my wife was telling me the other day that she read a, a passage from um, Esther Hicks who basically said, it's okay not to, to lucid dream. And I, t I was telling my wife, like, do you realize how powerful this is? I'm like, I, I, I have to start lucid dreaming because I, eight hours of my day, I'm asleep. That's a third of my day of un untapped potential that I can just get back into my life. So it, it's something that I'm, I'm definitely excited about moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the, one of the things about, you know, when you're sleeping, you know, your, your, your memory is kind of cleaning itself and creating new long-term memories and also creating new ideas. But if you can control that and like tell it kind of, you know, kind of guide it for what ideas to create for a specific part of your life, I think that's extremely exciting. And, you know, I think you've, you've given me, you know, inspiration to go out and do that. So over the next few months, I'll certainly do that and, uh, and I'll let you know how it goes. So to the listeners out there, maybe you, you're interested in lucid dreaming as well. So I'll have a little bit of information in the description below. But I think right now is a good time to just take a quick commercial break. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Welcome back everyone to the Da Vinci Mindset Podcast. In the first half of this interview, we've had a very powerful, value-packed conversation about mindset, about fears, about morning routines. And I'm very excited for the second half of this interview. So Terrence, welcome back. And I just want to dive right into the, the, the topic of fears. So what are a couple of tips that we can use to better overcome our fears? Well, one of the things that the biggest thing that I mentioned before in overcoming the fear is that you are taking action first instead of building that emotional block that you need to have courage in order to get past the fear and take that first step. The thing is that we all have that internal system built within us, the fight or flight mechanism, where getting ourselves in an emotional state can basically mentally shut us down. It can physically shut us down because breathing increases, heart rate increases, the panic starts to develop. So one of the things that I talk about in the book is to try to bypass that automated system by just diving straight into taking action first. But there's some things that you need to do before that so that you can start taking that small step of action before you build that emotional block that's gonna help carry you through. Okay, wonderful. Um, I just wanna talk a little bit about, so but before the break, we talked about some things that people can do to overcome their the time fear. So why don't we talk a little bit about the financial fear? So if someone fears, you know, maybe losing their money or that they don't have enough money, what are some things they can do to overcome this? The biggest thing is just really thinking outside of the box because people think of when they lose money that it's just going to financially ruin them. So the, one of the big things that you can do is to learn how to leverage other people's money. Is there a way that you can get a creative loan from a baking establishment? Or is there a loan that you can get from a family member or a friend? Are there other options like grants that you can try to seek out? 
other things like trying to apply for a credit card or lower the interest rates on your credit card. So you just have to have that mindset of thinking outside the box that there are just multiple ways to be able to get the finances that you desire. Okay, wonderful. And, you know, I, I know a little bit about the, the concept of other people's money, but do we want to talk a little bit more about what some of the most successful sources have been for you or for other people out there? I probably the biggest successful source for me is just focusing on my internal debt as far as my credit card debt. So one of the biggest successes that I've had and other people that I've worked with is just simply calling up your credit card companies and then asking them to lower your credit card rates. And they may not do it the first time that you call them, but if you call them about every week or two, you may get to the point where you just run into like an interest rate special or something that can really help you lower that credit card because that can be hundreds of dollars a month that you can recap. And it all it takes is just doing a simple phone call. All right, wonderful. You know, I found that, you know, doing these things is always simpler than people make it out to be. But, you know, let's say that someone is looking for sources of other people money, other people's money, sorry. And they might be, they might have a fear of going to that banker or to that loan officer. What advice would you give to these people? I would say just have a well-formulated plan in advance. You want to be able to present your case of getting the finances to someone and then talking with an air of confidence. And just imagine yourself in a conversation with that banker or with that friend and that banker or friend is just giving you objection after objection. And you wanna be able to have it in your mindset in advance, the answers to the, some of the most common uh, objections that they may have. Well, what happens if this is not successful? Well, if this is not successful, I have this backup plan. Well, what about the time course? Well, this is the time course that I have and I built an extra time to account for not getting things on time. So just preparing yourself in advance um, with the discussion that you have. All right, great, thank you. And let's turn the tables a little bit while we're talking about the, the subject of fear. What are the, the things that could possibly happen, the things, the negative things, if someone makes, never takes the time or the effort to overcome their fears? What could happen? There are, Kenny, and, and I think Les Brown said it best, there's billions of dollars that unfortunately have gone to the grave because people just didn't have the courage to overcome their fears. And they just had great ideas that I get, could have been presented to the world, but they just didn't have the courage to present it. So that's one of the, the biggest things that you never know how much your idea or your thought or your action can positively influence another person. Even if it's if you have an idea that can help make the life better of one or two people, that's a wonderful thing. So instead of thinking that you have this fear because you're not gonna be able to be successful, success is a mindset. You just need to be able to have a little bit of success to give you that reinforcement and that courage that hey, I have something of value that I can give to the world. And 
I think of it like if I don't give that value out to the world, it's kind of selfish on my part to not be able to give back because I've received so much from other people over my life. Terrence, I, I love your answer and I love your perspective because, you know, everyone has great ideas to offer the world. Everyone has ideas every single day. And, you know, it does take courage and adversity to really turn those ideas into a reality. But a lot of people let fear hold them back. And, you know, to me, I think that's selfish. And you also have to do, you know, what you got to do to turn that into a reality. So let's talk about one of the other types of fears that you mentioned earlier, the fear of understand, not understanding and not knowing. What are some techniques that you could use to hopefully get over this? One of the techniques that you can do is one, that the, the internet is just has an abundance of research. And a lot of the times, like, I, I tell people, if they ask me a question, how do you do this? How do you do that? If I don't have the answer, I'm honest with them. And then I go out and I research it. Because if you dig deep enough, you can find the answers to whatever you desire just by getting on, on Google. The other thing as far as understanding is bringing in others' perspective as far as where you can get some more understanding and knowledge, such as a mastermind group. Getting yourself with three or four like-minded people that have the same thought process like you and just brainstorming like, okay, if you can't do it this way, have you thought about doing it a different way? Or if you want to take it to the next level, just getting with a mentor one-on-one. And I, I just got with my mentor probably about 18 months ago. And I, I would probably honestly say I wouldn't even be close to where I am right now without a mentor. I've achieved more in like a six-month period than I did in the last six years. This book, for example, didn't even exist a year ago. I started writing the book in February, and I was done three months later. And that's because I had a mentor push me when I got stuck. He pushed me when I didn't have a clear direction on how the book should flow. He guided me along pitfalls as far as the whole process. So pulling in outside resources, friends, families, um, mastermind groups to, to help you get past that point of having that excuse that I don't understand because someone else or some other resource is always going to have the answer for you. Okay. Thank you, Terrence. I, I love that. And I, I'm curious, do, would you mind sharing who your mentor is if you're, if you have the ability to? Sure. My mentor's name is John Wee. Okay, cool. Cool. Where'd you meet him at? I met him at a um, personal development group with like one of my biggest mentors, which is Michael Burnoff. Um, he is the founder of the Human Communications Institute. And he has put like a unique spin on NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. I've been working with Michael Burnoff for probably the last year and a half through his courses, his seminars, his mastermind and Circle of Influence events. And that's where I met my mentor because he went through the similar process as far as training himself with NLP and just doing a lot of the things that, that Michael Burnoff was doing. Okay. That's awesome. I, I really think that, you know, I certainly agree with you in saying that 
you know, mentors or masterminds are one of the most powerful resources and, and quote tools that you can use. And if you really want to achieve great things, I think that mentors are one of the most powerful things or the most powerful types of people that you can find. And also another part of achieving great things is the first part of, you know, setting the actual goal. So I'm curious, Terrence, how can we create goals which create a positive life impact? Like I said before, what I do is I, I want to just really simplify the process. So when I think of setting my goals, I typically don't do more than three goals in a 90-day window. And it's either a personal goal where I'm working on my fitness or like, for example, right now I'm learning to study Chinese. Why? Because I want to do the hardest thing because I believe that's the only way that you can grow, just taking on challenges. Or I may have a social goal, for example, having more date nights with my wife and enhancing my marriage. Then I have a financial goal with the book that I have and the courses that I'm looking forward. So first of all, I narrow it down to those three categories, personal, social, and then financial. And then the next step is just kind of looking at my why statement. What is my why on what I want to do? And then based on that powerful why statement, are there anything in these three categories that will help me move closer towards the person that I wish to be? Okay, wonderful. I, I really like how you divide your goals up into personal, social, and financial. And I think that's something that I'm, I'm definitely going to take into consideration with the, the goals that I set for the future. But another part of the, the goals that you set is actually achieving them and, and staying motivated for them. So what advice can you give for staying motivated and accomplishing the goals that you set? The biggest thing is just setting focused time blocks with regards to the, the goals. One of the, the big things is I use the, the technique called the Pomodoro technique that uh, was created by Francisco Cirillo in the 1980s. And what it basically involves is doing a setting a self time where you just have zero distractions, no internet, no phone, no TV, just a quiet space. And you set a timer and you work for 25 minutes. And after that 25 minutes, you have that timer go off and you force yourself to do a five minute break. You don't get and watch TV. You don't get on the internet. You just mentally take a break and then you repeat the cycle. So one of the things that I, I encourage people to do is just to take for the first week, just take one hour of your day. That's all I ask. Just take one hour and then do two of those time blocks, 25 minutes, then rest, then 25 minutes and rest. And you're going to realize that you're going to get an amazing amount of work in just that one hour because you are just hyper-focused. Okay, wonderful. I, I really love how you brought up the, the Pomodoro technique because that is something that I, I also teach and practice in the, the information and techniques that I provide. And it's, it's something that I put into one of the books that I'm writing right now. It's called How to Study for School and Not Hate It. And the, the Pomodoro technique, which I threw in there, I think is one of the, the most powerful techniques that people can practice. So thank you for sharing. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's, I, I joke about it because without the Pomodoro technique, 
I would still be writing the book probably. <laughs> because I, I had days where I would do four hour, six hour, eight hour sets of just writing the book. And if I tried to crank through four, six, eight hours of, of just writing a book and not taking a break, that that's a disaster. You you gotta give yourself a mental break. I totally agree. And I think that, you know, I, I used to you know, do the thing where you'd sit for a couple hours, you know, four hours, and you know, it, it, whether it's working on homework or, you know, writing a book, you're going to come into writer's block where you're, you know, you're blocked for ideas. But if you, you just keep trying to force your way through it, you're going to stay in that state. But when you get up and you allow your, your mind to relax and kind of clear itself, when you come back, you know, you find that, oh, I have a whole bunch of new ideas now and it's just so much easier. Yes, it is. It is. It's it's a it's a wonderful technique that I encourage all of your listeners to to do more research into, because he has a whole website that talks about everything that he has to offer. Yeah, I'll, I'll certainly have to to link his website, and I, I think that, you know, the the Pomodoro technique is extremely powerful for, you know, making sure that you're making your time efficient. But do you have any advice for staying motivated for your goals that you set? My motivation for my goals is part of my, my morning ritual where I have my attitude statements, which are basically a, a restatement of my powerful goals, and then stating a, a positive quote that I have or listening to like five or ten minutes of a motivational message. That is just key to do that first thing in the morning before I even start the process of doing any of my goals. And that really helps keep me motivated. Okay, wonderful. And do you have any specific motivational videos that you would recommend to people out there or people? I would say to look into Darren Hardy, um, just to get on his website and then sign up for his daily motivational video because he has anywhere from a three to a five minute clip. And it's five days a week. You can set it so that you will get a text every time that is available. It, it really simplifies the process. You get the text in the morning. You listen to the to the motivational message. Okay, wonderful. I'll, I'll certainly have to, to link that below. And I know that for your morning routine, you said exercise is an important part. So what types of exercise or exercise routines do you use in the morning? Well, right now I'm off season. So I'm off season from triathlon training because I've gotten into to training tri for triathlon several years ago. And there's a big backstory behind that. And if we have time in the end, we can get into it, but. <laughs> oh, we can talk about it right now if you'd like. All right. It's, it's a big, it's a big component of my, my book. I basically about eight to 10 years ago, I had a fear of drowning. I would not get in a pool. I did not know how to swim. And I figured, the one way that I can try to overcome my fear is to be able to do an Ironman. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's crazy. It's a big step. It's a big step. I'm halfway there because I'm proud to say that not only did I overcome my fear of swimming and drowning, I've successfully completed two half Ironmans and I'm going for the full Ironman for next year. Hey, congratulations. I wish you luck with that. that. That's totally awesome that you're doing that. And I got to say, that's a big step. That's sweet. It is. So when right now, so my, my basic morning routine involves either swimming or biking or running. 
because I'm in the, the off season right now for triathlon. So I'm doing a lot of just, um, I'm doing a lot of, um, what should I call it? I'm doing core work. I'm doing weightlifting and then I'm just doing a lot of cardio. So one of the, the resources that your um, listeners can look into is Beachbody because they have a phenomenal resource of, of different exercise routines from start to finish. Tony Horton has a 10-minute trainer that you can just do 10 minutes a day to start the year exercise. Or you can do something a little more extreme like I'm doing, which is actually called insanity. <laughs> I've <laughs> heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. I, I haven't done it in a while, but you know. Oh, man. Years I, now. It, it's brutal, man. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it will help you get fit and shed the weight. So, I yeah, I, there's a lot of different things. And and that's one of the things I say in the in the morning ritual as far as exercise. If you're a couch potato, don't try to wake up the next day and do a 5K because not only are you going to mentally, well, physically hurt yourself potentially, you're going to just mentally burn out. So you can just start with five minutes a day by doing a power walk or doing a brief bike ride or just doing some jumping jacks. The, the key is to create that habit where you just do five minutes every day and commit to it for a week because the, the type of exercise doesn't matter. You're building the habit where it becomes an automatic process for you. Okay, wonderful. I think that, you know, what you're, what you're saying about, you know, getting off the couch and doing a 5K, you're totally right because, you know, you don't want to jump into this huge thing all at once. You got to take small steps. And, you know, that, that's kind of what I've been doing with my, with my exercise routine. And, you know, you know, over time, with gradual progress, you can make a, a massive change. And I, I know that we've been on this on this episode for about an hour, so I want to make sure I don't take up way too much of your time. So one of the things that I do for the Da Vinci Mindset podcast is I leave all my guests with one specific question. If you could only leave the audience with one piece of actionable advice, what would it be? One piece of one question that I would ask your audience is if you are able to achieve the dreams and the goals that you desire, how would life look for you? Because I would want to give your listeners just a glimpse on how life can be different for them in a positive way just by asking that simple question. And then the second thing that I would say to your audience is, despite your fears, despite your worries, just do one little thing today. Take one little action to bring yourself a little bit closer to what you desire. And just having that small shift with your mindset is going to build time and time again as you do it every day, every day. And you take that action to slowly build the confidence to get to where you desire. Wonderful. I really like that. I think that what you said about taking action, at least one step of action every day, is one of the most powerful steps that you can take. And to the listeners who are listening to this episode right now, I'm going to put a, a restatement of everything that we talked about in the episode today. And I, I really appreciate you coming on today, Terrence. And it was a, a real pleasure to speak with you. I think we talked about a lot of different topics that can provide massive value to the audience. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Kenny.
Yeah, it was my pleasure. And so if the audience wants to learn more and see more about what you're up to, Terrence, where could they do so at? The main resource is going to be my author's website, and that is Doc Delivers Books, D-O-C-D-E-L-I-V-E-R-S-B-O-O-K-S. So once you go to that site, you're going to be able to see the offer for the book. That'll link you to the Amazon site. But I make it even more user-friendly for everybody. I give you the first two chapters for free because I believe in just really providing people value for free first. And when you read those first two chapters, it's going to really give you a lot of insight as far as how the book is structured. And then also on, on that, tied into the book, there's the two bonus um, books that I talked about that you can get absolutely for free. And then with the book, because I didn't want it to make it just something that you read. I wanted to make an experience and something that was transformational for the people. There's 12 different worksheets and exercises that I take you through the book and then you download all those sheets for free. Wonderful, Terrence. Thank you. I'll have the links below for the book resources and to the listeners out there. Make sure you check out Terrence's book. It sounds amazing. And I think we had an amazing conversation about mindset, fears, and setting goals today. So thank you for joining me, Terrence. It was a real pleasure to talk to you today. It's been a pleasure to talk with you as well, Kenny. And again, thank you for having me on your wonderful show. Well, thank you. The pleasure is all mine. I appreciate you being here today. And, and the listeners out there, I hope you guys learn as much as I did from Terrence today. And until next time, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Da Vinci Mindset Podcast.